Hello, friends. Welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake. I'm Soltis. Joining me in the nexus between realities are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings, Lumberdor and Beaches. Doug is tending to some important matters in his own dimension and will not be joining us. And Lumberdor's connection to the nexus is tenuous at best, as he is taking care of several different things in various dimensions at the same time. So he may phase in and out. This week, our transmission features the Fear Street Trilogy, an American horror film series with varying subgenres of horror, directed by Lee Janik from scripts and stories she co-wrote with other contributors. And these films are based on Arl Stein's book series of the same name. The overall story centers around teenagers who work to break the curse that has been over their city for hundreds of years. These three films were shot back to back and were released on a weekly basis as Netflix original films in July of 2021. Janik has described the format as a hybrid of traditional television content and movies, with each installment intended to both have a satisfying ending and connecting to the larger story. Fear Street Part 1, 1994, the premise is that after a series of brutal slayings, a teen and her friends take on an evil force that's plagued their notorious town for centuries. Welcome to Shadyside. Janik describes it as influenced by 1990 slasher films, especially Scream. Part 2, 1978, focuses on the cursed town of Shadyside, a killer's murder spree, terrorizing Camp Nightwing, and it turns the summer of fun into a gruesome fight for survival. Janik states that she was influenced by Friday the 13th for this one. For the final installment, Part 3, 1666, the audience is thrust back to 1666, where the main character learns the truth about the witch, Sarah Fear, and the origin of the curse. Back in 1994, the friends fight for their lives and Shadyside's future. Janet compares it to the new world. She has stated to be interested in adapting a slasher film that takes place during the 1950s and centers around one of the cursed resurrected killers, Harry Rooker, also known as the Milkman. Cast members have similarly expressed interest in returning. As with all of our transmissions, there will be massive spoilers, so be warned about that. Also, we'd recommend that you go watch the movies for yourself and form your own opinion. If you enjoy our discussions and would like to contribute or support our efforts, consider visiting our website at ourbenightcake.com. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but I was not familiar with the Fear Street series of books that Arl Stein wrote. Um, so I don't know how faithful these the Netflix adaptation is to them or, or what. I'm not sure either. I remember reading some of them, but it's been so long, I don't really recall how faithful it was. It's been a while since like the 90s or whenever they came out. <laughs> <laughs> These were like the uh, goosebumps for teenagers, I, I guess. I think these came before Goosebumps, actually. Mm, so the Goosebumps were the Fear Street for tea for children? For kids, yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, because basically those were the the Fear Street or whatever he was doing at the time, R.L. Stein, they were doing so well, they suggested that he start writing kids' books, too. He's like, well, I don't really know how to do that, but okay. And then he, like, became super popular. Yeah. Well, good on him. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I didn't know anything about them, and, and watching the movies was a chore enough. So. It was. 
I don't know about you guys. I did not like it. I didn't it, like the trilogy. Were, these were not my favorites. <laughs> I enjoyed them all. <laughs> if we hadn't been doing this, I don't know that I would have made it. That's the first. Time. I know that I would not have. Uh, I think it was a dumb movie. <laughs> there were moments I I can pick out that I liked, and that's a bad thing that I had to try and think back. And that was the one thing. <laughs> was there was there anything that I enjoyed about this movie? Yeah, I suppose you know there was that one part, or there was this one thing, but it seemed like it was just an overly long episode of some TV show. Yeah. And I kept thinking that maybe this is, you know, the R.L. Stein. I'm, I am familiar with the Goosebumps uh, connection. Um, I, I couldn't tell whether I was watching something that was supposed to be for kids until something would happen that was definitely not for kids. Oh, yeah. There was a few of those moments. Oh, yes. But I, I knew that this wasn't going to be for kids. Um, but like, wasn't it supposed to be... I, either some sort of homage to slasher films or the the genre of the '90s, or yeah, there was some there was a little bit of that deconstruction of the you know some pretentious something. I got big like screen bobs, especially from like the in the first one, but then I know they spent a lot of time in the first movie part of the trilogy, trilogy really building up, um, hinting at stuff that would come in the other two movies, you know. Yeah. So I think it probably did drag a little bit because of that, but I mean, oh, I, I thought it was boring. I I enjoyed all three parts, but I think the reason I enjoyed the first one so much is some of the, the like the '90s nostalgia they throw in, like the the AOL chat. I don't know why I really enjoyed that, just because I grew up. With this. <laughs> I like. I, I, this was this was one of those things where I thought that they could have cut at least forty minutes. And not lost anything with the story. It just yeah for for me yeah. it just kept dragging on and on. And there there were there were three points where I remember distinctly checking the time to see oh no we still have you know an hour left or no we still have <laughs> forty minutes left <laughs> we still have twenty yes. minutes left. It's like come on. <laughs> there were some things that I that I did enjoy about it. I I thought that that some of the reversals were very interesting where, you know, the situation was going in one direction and then something would happen and it would shift and it's like, Oh, okay. Now it's this way. And then it would shift again. And I thought that was, that was done really well, but I, I didn't like any of the characters. I thought they were bland. Um, well, except for Josh, Josh was the only character that I've, I've enjoyed and that was, was actually brother, rooting for. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, the brother, you know, apart from him being an exposition machine, I really enjoyed his character. I think that the overall story was was very interesting and was wasted on the movie. I really, I enjoyed him, but I think it's because I'm not a big like horror fan. I like some of that genre, like more comedic stuff and more, I guess, kind of like horror where it's more one to sci-fi or something. So you were like, these aren't scary at all. I can get into this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you were about like an hour there's a in. there's a market for that. <laughs> there is, and there's you were like a good like what hour and a half in before anyone really gets brutally injured. You know, I'd say. Uh, I mean, like, like there's the there's the mall scene in the very beginning. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things that that you don't care about any of the characters, and at the end of the movie, I still didn't yeah. care about any of the characters. It that's, took all the that, way. That's also in the first a trope. One. 
it, it yeah. was all the way till the end. Um, the uh, what 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 did he kill that girl with? Uh, it was like a meat slicer. The, it was yeah. a bread slicer. Yeah. 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 I put her head through it, <laughs> and I thought to myself at the time, I thought, oh okay. Yeah, that was the but, one kill in the movie that I was like, okay, that's that's something. And uh, and then it was over. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I found myself just more aggravated that uh, these two characters had died <laughs> trying to defend the one character you didn't care for or didn't care about. <laughs> right, right, right. The girl that right, the girl that was possessed. It wasn't. It wasn't really that I cared about any of them. It just yeah. Like, like I said, I, I think that, that for me, Josh was the only one that I cared about. That He seemed to be the only decent character or the only decent person among them. Yeah. I have no, I have no emotional interest in any of these people except for Josh. So when they die, there's no impact for it. It wasn't like, oh my goodness. I cannot believe. Um, but the, but the- like, I, I enjoyed the stories for what they were, but as far as like you're saying with the characters, I did have a very like, and it may just because, because of how I was connected with all these high school kids. I had a feeling it, it felt like I was watching Glee without the music and a little bit of horror <laughs> thrown in. Cause like, I like Glee, but I like the music, but after a while, you know, the stories kind of fall apart. They're going through the motions and then stuff is, it's making sense. Like the, the right story points are connecting but you're losing some of the focus of what was the intent, I think. I think that you're right about that. And I, I think that, that it suffers mainly, like... It's, it's a good point, because you take the music out of Glee, there's absolutely no reason to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it was, it was like a committee got together in a boardroom and decided that this is what teenagers should enjoy. So this is what we're going to do. And it was just, it was just bland. I think too, especially after watching like the third one, um, I watched it, I guess the night before and like, I haven't rewatched them, but I feel like after watching the third one, that they probably tried too hard to get certain points across in the first movie. So they have those story points to connect back to in the second and third one. Was this for teenagers? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was. You know, if, if this were to be in a theater or whatever, you know, they'd need to have some help to get in to see it. But because there was an awful lot of like drugs or fun with absolutely no repercussions. <laughs> well, yeah, well, and that, that was something that bothered me is that there there was no adult supervision for anything uh-huh. like like on the bus, for example. Oh, yeah, that that scene bothered me more than any other. We'll just open up the emergency door and chuck a cooler at a at the car behind us. And oh Surprise. my goodness, it caused an accident. How could we have known? Well, this is that, a shady yeah, side was... bus driver, so this is this stuff's gonna happen, right? <laughs> that that bus scene actually probably bothered me more than anything in the first part of part was because I felt that more than anything. There should be some kind of adult going, Hey, you know morons, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Other you know, like chaperones and stuff. Like anybody who's ever been on any sort of school away function. Yeah. Well, no, that <laughs> not only do you have an adult who's driving the bus, but also adults to supervise the children. Also, that bus was not crowded enough to have a football team, cheerleaders, and a band on it. Right. <laughs> I don't care how small the school is. 
like like there's a there's a school with no teachers and the bus with no driver. Like there's no there, there are no parents That's the real anywhere. It's really dumb. Like I guess well, you, focus... you throw parent characters in there and you have to start writing them and they were having trouble enough with the, with the children. <laughs> you got the mom of the of the one girl They're like you stay away from my daughter. <laughs> but Okay. <laughs> that's her character. That's that's what she's there for. I think that they suffered from trying to turn activism into narrative. And it's never a good idea to do that because you don't have a narrative. I've seen plenty of horror and I, I get that uh, sex and horror kind of go hand in hand a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but when we have the scene in the first movie where they're just there, they know that there are resurrected killers chasing them and they're after this one girl yeah. they stop to like make out for a second they've come up oh yeah yeah like <laughs> I'm, i was like are we really doing this right now i, I would assume that they would have more pressing matters to attend <laughs> ah they are teenagers though <laughs> but you did bring up something interesting about who gets killed and how that is decided it's, it seems to be very arbitrary uh -huh. Like, like at times, it's like, oh, no, you're not the person that they're after. So they'll just walk right by you. Not at the hospital. They'll slash everybody else up, too. Along and the not way. at the, <laughs> the camp either, too. Yeah, you know? Not at the camp. I was trying to figure out the rules for that. It seemed like, OK, the resurrected killers are after. Uh, OK, uh, the present day killer, it will kill just anyone until yes. he's killed himself he or she has killed themselves the resurrected killers are after a specific they're after that person yeah um and and much like the borg of star trek they won't they'll ignore you until you become a threat yeah i mean i, I like uh, the uh the trick they did with like the blood trail uh, oh, and the clothes and all of that. I mean, to me, that provided a lot of need. 100% line up with what they were trying to do. And you're not here. I, I, we you, got you, the gist you, of it. Yeah, we got the gist of it. You're phasing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was probably the only thing I liked in the third one was uh, when they decided to turn that against uh -huh. the killers and, you know, spray each other. Um, wow. Can you get that much? Like, if you dilute a little bit of blood into... A bucket of a bucket of water. It just seems to go. Is is that does that does it retain its potency that well? <laughs> the, the, these guys are like shark level. You know? <laughs> they can detect just the tiniest amount. Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, when they when they sprayed all of the the killers and they they started going after each other. That I like that. Yeah, that that was cool. They should have used some, like, water balloons, though. That would have been better. <laughs> Instead of super soakers. <laughs> and much like Home Alone, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, they, uh, they use what should be maybe maybe 10 minutes to cover an entire mall with, with uh, spray yes. paint and booby traps. And things. <laughs> yeah, realistically, they would have gotten one portion of the doors done. They would have broke them in and killed them all. <laughs> You should call this episode um, Bad to be Good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, did anybody not see that coming? 
I did. I saw it coming. I didn't expect the giant pun, but as soon as you found out his name was good, I'm like, yeah. he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, did, did R.L. Stein not know how sheriffs come to be? Because he seemed to make it out to be like, oh, you're born into it. Like, your dad was a sheriff, so you will become a sheriff. Like, no. Your <laughs> sheriffs are elected. <laughs> Anybody can become a sheriff. And and if you if you had control or you were a part of this legacy of making sure that the fortunes of these people are are, are fortified, why would you become a sheriff? <laughs> I mean, in some towns, elections might actually work that way. <laughs> um, I, I did like when the officer uh, he he literally says to the young Nick Good. Um, uh, yeah, you're gonna be my boss one of these days. Yeah, <laughs> it I did is not just like that. It's it's I just that was completely unnecessary. Yeah, I, I thought it was completely unnecessary and took away from the main part of the story. Like let's let's break here to acknowledge that. Oh yes, he will be sheriff. Well, we know he's gonna be sheriff. So get on with the story. I would say for me, probably the second movie was maybe a little bit more. Um, I don't know, unknowns. Like maybe wasn't as easy to predict what was gonna happen. And it may have just been because they. Uh, did the name swap and the hair color change on the two sisters more than anything. <laughs> I think if you had given me the second movie without all the rest, just the second movie removed from the rest of the story, um, I might have been okay with it. And I think yeah, uh, Doug but, but, but like, like the name the, swaps uh, and stuff, it was it was completely irrelevant to the story. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Doug had told me that that was actually filmed though at the same location is um like the jason one of the jason what, movies crystal what was it crystal lake yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of interesting that tie-in uh, i did find myself once i realized that all these things were supposed to be set in the same location like you had yeah. the settlement that eventually became the camp that eventually became the mall yeah Mm-hmm. Um, try, try, I found myself trying to figure out like what was what and where so when she went back through the place and there was the uh, I guess maybe you'd call it the trap door yeah <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. fun. trying to figure out where the tunnels connected yeah and, and how they were still intact after modern plumbing and, <laughs> and, and foundations and <laughs> things like that and how that uh, they weren't reacting enough to finding the loud house area and the cat in the caves. <laughs> I, I've always thought in, in television and films that people recover from uh, injuries and gunshots and things way too fast. But to watch this, uh, this girl who had just broken her leg <laughs> <laughs> walk around and <laughs> oh. <laughs> ride a bucket up <laughs> yeah, riding the bucket was kind of awkward. And then um, uh, Nick Good, it, he had gotten uh, hurt as well, you know, at the camp. And he actually, like, still was portraying, portraying that uh, wimp throughout. Yeah, he he, he got an axe to the leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but he hobbled a little bit. So, yeah. you know, it, it affected him somewhat. <laughs> I think that the, the second volume two um i think that it was much more of a slasher movie than the first one which i appreciated i appreciated for that more 
And then with the third one, I enjoyed the the setting of it being, you know, 1666 and that whole aspect where where you get the story of the witch who's not really a witch. But then we got that resolution and then we had to get to the other resolution of the overarching story, which again just made me keep checking the time. Okay, we have, you know, this much time left, so something's got to happen at some point. I didn't understand why they like I understand the the main girl why she might you might see her face in that character the main character the witch character in her her body you know when she's the one being thrown back in time visually seeing what's happening mm-hmm. but I didn't really get throwing the rest of the cast in as that's who she would be seeing I mean it just it just seems like oh we didn't have enough actors so everybody's going to be playing their ancestors part as well yeah or something. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's just a, a vision. So you know, however she interpreted it, I guess. Yeah. Thought that out of all of them, I think that the. Yeah, that was weird I, because I they the weren't. Third one was was the most creepy. They weren't yeah. playing their ancestors. No, no, no. They they yeah. weren't playing their ancestors, but they they were just, like like a like a, a face that she would recognize. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I guess, but. But then at moments they were like, oh, let's show the actual witch's face so you'll remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Because <It's> like, <laughs> we don't want people to think she's like gone back in time and is living this or something. And that's what it made me think more than anything is like it was there was an inconsistency there, you know? Like I would have rather just seen her and, and then glimpses of the main character, the witch, going back and forth and then just see a completely different cast instead of not having enough imagination to think other people would be in the past other than people that you know but i don't know i guess if it's like a dreamlike kind of trance state then maybe that makes sense a little bit more but Mm -hmm. this seemed kind of odd to me also the fact that it made more sense to me at the end i can't think of the actual characters having that relationship it makes sense to me that those would be those characters would be ousted and um as to the town would do that to them. But it seemed like really stretching to tie that together to this far, 300 years into the future, that it's a, it's that same kind of relationship that caused all this and got it to finally come to a resolution, you know? Yeah, well, it's back to that activism in place of narrative. It's, it's, it's weak writing. Yeah, and- it's more of that than anything. Like, it, I don't, you know, I don't care who likes who. It's just like it's... To me, in certain parts, it's trying too hard to connect these these pieces of the story. My least favorite moment in the entire trilogy um, was an attempt at a 90s reference where it, it's as though he's giving her some sort of, like, special advice. Uh-huh. And he just tells her the Konami code. Oh, yeah. yeah. He keeps doing that over and over. Like, Which especially, is- like... Supposed to be useful in real life. Um, <laughs> the only way I would have appreciated that is she is if she had gotten killed trying to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> I I could have laughed at that so hard. <laughs> or if there was like some kind of game genie reference, like man, I wish we had a cheat right now. That's what you get for trying to remember your brother's stupid advice while you should be thinking about the guy trying to kill you. Was anyone else really jarred by the by the music transitions? 
like it would be some 90s music for for something and then you know maybe five seconds later it would jump to another 90s music something to try and convey a different mood uh i get what you're saying but i mean that didn't that didn't really bother me all that much oh that bothered me a great deal (laughs) (laughs) i thought that I thought that the that the music and the sound editing was much much better in the 1666 time period. It was all very consistent, and and then when we got back to the 90s, it was all over the place again. But you know, for that moment, it was nice. Uh, that does really bother me though in movies when that happens to where they blend all these songs together to just make it fit with what's going on in the story. You know that. That does normally bother me, though. I didn't notice as much with this series, though. The guy <clears throat> that Nick arrested for uh, for I graffiti, graffiti, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. Okay, so Josh gave him what, like a paperclip or something, so that yep. he yes. could escape from arrest. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, that's what happened. Okay, and I guess that meant that he figured he owed him one later. Yep. I, I guess so, yeah. And, and well, his connection to the whole thing was that he was, if I remember, he was a janitor at the mall, right? He was a janitor at the yeah. mall. Okay, okay. I got to say, he did not owe them that much. No, and <laughs> nor should Josh have thought that, okay, this equates to let's his go kill the sheriff. Obligation, yeah. His sense of <laughs> obligation was ridiculous. <laughs> right? <laughs> He sh- he should have been out after he helped them set everything up. Goodbye, good luck. Yeah, and I, I feel the same for especially uh, at his for place that, of work for that lady, <laughs> um, Berman. See Berman. Oh yeah. It's like oh yeah, I'll tell you what what I know. Oh, you know. You mean you mean Ziggy? Yeah. Ziggy, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I can tell you what I, I can tell you my experience. Have fun. <laughs> like. I have I have no obligation to help you beyond this. Ziggy, what a ridiculous conceit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's your real name. <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. I thought that the whole thing was a waste of time. Would I be as mad at this if I hadn't had to watch three stupid movies? <laughs> <laughs> To be real honest, if it, just based on the trailer, if if we hadn't picked this um, to discuss, I probably wouldn't have watched the first one. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a similar argument to watching just the second Lord of the Rings and being confused as to why it has no ending. Why would anybody watch these when they could watch the better movies that these reference? I'd say the Two Towers has an ending. You just have to imagine it. Um, uh, Frodo and Sam obviously are eaten by Shelob and uh, uh, <laughs> screw Gondor. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know why people have reacted so, so positively to these movies. Um, like I, before joining all of you, I just, I thought that I'd, check out some reviews yeah. to see what other people were saying. And there's like, Oh, it's so great. I, I, I think I can stuff. speak to that. I think I can speak to that because if, if I had read these books as a, as a young person and to see some of the, the storylines adapted, I might be more interested in what they've done here. I thought that it was wasted potential. 
I got, like I said before, I really enjoyed the overarching story. And I thought that it was very interesting, the whole story. I thought that the movies themselves were boring. And I did not like them. It's shallow. And it's generic. I, I wonder if it's, if it's the difference between books and film. Where characters in a book are, are completely subjective to whatever narrator is, is presenting it. If it has some sort of omniscient being as the narrator, it's still you're still subject to the subjective views of that narrator to present the characters. Whereas in film, characters are completely objective. And the only way that we know who the characters are or get any sense of, of themselves is through their actions. You know, we don't have any inner monologues. We don't have anything like that to, you know, for us to judge them by other than their actions. And all these people were terrible people, except for Josh, <laughs> which again, I, I was rooting for him. Which to me kind of feels like when the, uh, the series of, you know, the, the parody movies, the scary movie, the superhero, mo those things, when they started parodying comedies and it was just like... It's just a, a reminder that there are better movies out there. Yes. That you could be watching. Absolutely. <laughs> instead of this. <laughs> Don't remind me of the thing I'd rather be watching. Another thing I hated was um, the girl who would pop up and she had her little song that would go along with her, her murdering. And it was like every time they cut back to her, they'd reset the song. <laughs> <laughs> they only had the license for that part of the song. <laughs> yeah. It was like she knew when someone was looking at her, she'd be like, oh, it's, it's my part. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen her story by itself, though. I would I would have liked to have seen something set in like the 50s, 60s, whenever that was, and, and follow her time. Uh, they they gave us nice. like a quick snippet of her backstory. Yeah. I mean, and did they did they even do that for the rest mask. of them? Um, not really. More of like like show a quick cut of them killing people, you know, as as their killer yes. alter ego. Yes, there was a like a smash cut of different people being murdered by different. Uh... Yeah, that was. I think that was during Josh's exposition dump. Yeah, with uh, all the wow. newspaper clips and stuff. I've I wasted enough of my time on what was presented. <laughs> I don't need to waste any more. Overall, I was just really disappointed with the whole thing. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our midnight cake. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>